0: Ladies and gentlemen, in a world filled with pandemics and strife, two people came together to review films. Without further ado, I give you Crown and Coogler.
1: Get Real Lisa Crown Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Crown and Coogler are back with some movie reviews to share with you guys. I truly hope our listeners are taking, or time blocking actually, to watch some of these great films. I mean, Ryan, I thank you every week and I'm doing it again because it really helps me escape. That's what it comes down to, is that I get to put everything on hold, a wife, a mom, a coach, a friend, a sister, a daughter, everything goes on hold and I get to just submerge into these films and whether I absolutely love them or I'm kind of like, eh, There's still been so many interesting information or takeaways and you are keeping me on my toes, my friend. I appreciate you so much.
2: Great, good to see you as always, good to talk. Um, Let's dive right in. The first movie we watched together and it's another dark one, it's another disturbing one. We've done a few of those now and (laughs) maybe it's time to lighten it up, Um, but I thought it was really good. So this is Athlete A. And this is a Netflix documentary. It's 90 minutes. So it's not one of those five or six hour parters. It's not a huge commitment. It's a 90 minute sit. And it's all about the Olympic gymnastics scandal that broke a few years ago. Um, the Indianapolis star broke the story and you follow them as they investigate um, the doctor, uh, Larry Nasser. They investigate the head of USA Gymnastics, Steve Penny. You hear from all of the the various athletes, the girls, the young girls mostly who were uh, sexually molested over years and years. You get their stories, you get, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, we had talked about the, the Epstein doc a few weeks ago. This is kind of more of the same. I am um, glad that it wasn't, you know, four or five hours like that, but I thought this was really good. I thought it was powerful. I thought it was effective. Um, Right from the get-go, something stood out. You get a little Netflix warning. Some viewers might find this disturbing. I'd like to find the folks that don't find it disturbing. (laughs) I was, (laughs) Julie and I watched it and I was just like this. I thought that was an interesting thing. And I think it's good to have that warning because there's definitely a lot of content that isn't for all. But I mean, it's disturbing. That's what it is. But I thought it was also enlightening and I thought it was really well done.
1: Yeah, um, first of all, there's 500 women, or 500 girls who is affected by this creep. And that in itself, it, it was such a loud message. Truly, I feel everyone needs to watch it, especially people with little kids. And again, this is not, this is not discriminated, like this, is, this could be little boys or girls. So I just wanna say for anybody with small children, Um, this is an eye opener because we choose to trust our doctors. We choose to trust Our coaches we choose to trust our teachers You know people that we've made a decision as parents or kids, you know choose to trust. It's just The way it was set up Made me feel so sad for these girls who felt so trapped and the ones who had a voice in the beginning, were so ignored, hush hushed. They got, um, you know, compromised or kind of threatened in where they were pursuing their ultimate dream. It, it was like, you say anything, you're going to be in trouble. Like it was just, it was, it was so. It's such a taboo topic because you think like the USA, the you know, the Olympics, the the best of the best coming together, have been selected. These these kids are rolled out on a silver platter. Like you're getting the best, the best, the treatment they're getting is amazing. Like us as the audience, literally felt mind blown watching this because we don't ever want to believe something like this was true. And that these people that represented our country and they're so fascinating to watch, were completely abused behind the scenes, you know, know, on a regular basis. That's the other part that just makes me feel so, so disgusted by it. Um, I had a situation when I was younger uh, with a doctor. And so for me, there was a lot of, it was very emotional movie for me. So to be honest, I had a little rough time watching it only because there was, I had a little, a little PTSD. I'm not going to lie, Ryan, something triggered up for me. And so I got a little emotional. I do feel the beginning half was a tad slow. I felt like I watched a lot more of the gymnasts performing that I got down to the crux of what went on. So the second half really caught me up to speed. And so I almost feel like at the end of this thing, if I was giving two, I almost feel like to give two scores because the beginning didn't intrigue me as much. It was interesting though it hit a trigger in me. um, It was really cool to watch. It was really cool. And I love the people that had the voices and I love that they did something about it. And I love that he got two terms of, uh, the terms that he got in the end, well, I'll leave it for you guys to watch. But it was—I feel like it's a must. If you're watching or listening to this, and you have children or grandchildren, I want you to watch this because it's—it is disturbing. You're right, and it was hard to watch.
2: And how about that scene at the end when they're all able to confront him in the courtroom? They—I don't think like, I don't know
1: what's like, it's ever even happened before. It, the fact it like that they hundred people.
2: Yeah, line up and basically this this doctor guy, this pseudo doctor sitting there and they're literally like each girl is addressing him and it's really powerful. I thought that that made the movie. That scene is just so like emotional and well done and it's great that they get their say because, you know, it had been about him in the media and the press and kind of like the Epstein doc where you got to hear from the victims here. They, they got their final say, they got to address him, and it was good, it was really, it was nice to see that. Um, now let me ask you something, I don't, I'm don't. i not a huge gymnast fan, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, you know, like will this affect you watching gymnastics in the future, does this taint it, just knowing like, wow, that this No, because
1: he doesn't get to take that away from us. Gymnastics is a beautiful thing, and before you came around 100 years ago, Ryan, you know, I was I grew up with your wife and her sister, and her sister was a gymnast. And just watching Kelly, who's your sister-in-law, um, perform, what to this day in awe of her work and her flexibility and her commitment and all that she did. She was an inspiration for me growing up. That this guy Larry, he doesn't get to take that away from the audience, and and that would be him winning. So hell no, we want to watch it because we know we got rid of the you know, dirtbags that were running the damn thing into people who are more about the people, not always about winning and money, but about the people. Because when you're about the people, the winning and the money flows, you know, effortlessly and organically, you know what I mean? Um, because people feel so good. They pour even more into what they're doing. I will say this. So Jamie, I can't pronounce her last name, uh, Danton Um, she was one that, uh, came out and had a voice. She's the aunt of my daughter's friend and i um, really proud of her because I know that was really hard. She was one of the early on, earlier on gals um, and had a, many, many experiences with him and just having a voice and knowing someone personally who went through that, you know, I really do commend her. It wasn't easy to do that and her voice literally changed the game of this process because she was one who was the one alongside of that first gal that does that speech. Oh, I'm blanking on her name. But her, um, she was alongside of her pushing and pushing for it to get to the FBI and kind of further on. So really proud of her that she did that. Yeah, good stuff. So we're gonna move on. I am going to do the wild card for, for this, um, the wild card that we did. And so originally I was gonna pick um, a movie, um, a documentary, which I'll do next time. And the reason why is because my husband, Ryan, our DJ, he said, I want to do a movie pick of the week. I said, you know what? Cool. What's it going to be? He said, let's do the China hustle. I was like, what? What is that? So he tells me a little bit about it. I kind of started to pre-yawn, but I said, you know what? Let's give it a whirl, Ryan. I deserve, you deserve to get a movie pick as well. So we go to watch this movie. I'm going to, I'm going to guess maybe 10 minutes in, I'm out. You lose me, buddy. So what I'm gonna do, instead of pretending like I watched it and Google it and try to figure it out, I'm just gonna let Ryan the DJ uh, take a moment to tell us about the movie and some highlights and all that stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan.
0: What's up, Ryan? What's up, sir? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Okay, so uh, long story short, Um, I got into day trading um, eh, probably about four or five months ago. And I was told by one of my buddies, hey, if you're going to do this, you should watch this movie, China Hustle. Now, China Hustle is basically about how the Chinese businesses um, run themselves in their country. And so it starts out with, after the the Great Recession, when uh, everybody lost their homes and everything else about 2008, um, the stock market was down, and, uh, and and basically what happened was a lot of these Chinese corporations started listing on NASDAQ, and I believe the NYSE as, as well. And so as they're doing that, um, they're inflating their their incomes and their revenues and everything else. So it's of interest because this is actually still going on. This is this is, hasn't ended. This is still going on. And it it basically, the movie follows as a group of short sellers, people that go out and basically investigate companies and try to basically run these companies in the ground because they're not legit. So um, it follows them as they go to China and actually investigate some of these companies that have pumped up their profits and revenues um, so high that it's, it's just outlandish. And they go and they actually find out that these companies are hardly even... Real. I mean, they're basically just a shell of, of, of a company um, in, in instances where, uh, you know, supposedly there is agricultural company that's making fertilizer, you know, they're supposed to be You know, having thousands of, of, uh, of deliveries a year. They actually set up a camera outside this corporation and caught them with going one truck going in and out per day. So, I mean, it's pretty amazing stuff and and how it affects all of us is, you know, people have 401ks, they have retirement plans. All those 401ks and all those retirement plans uh, are invested, and and when you know you're invested, you're invested everywhere and diversified, right? Well, that was such a big economy uh, or a big part of the economy in 2008 that a lot of those retirement plans were heavily invested in China because you know these corporations were making you know hundred time uh, you know gains on, on their stocks, but it was all garbage. So, what happened is you know these stocks go up and up and up, and at some point, boom, they crash, and so people are left holding these bags and uh and so that's how it affects everybody and so um I think they estimated in the movie that there's uh about fifty billion dollars that was lost, and that's just what's accounted for uh you know out of out of different you know private investors and retirement funds and and all that kind of stuff so it is interesting to watch and uh and to see. And it's just—it's a look into realistically how these businesses in China uh, do business, and it's—and it's basically like you owe me, I owe you, you know, that type of thing, and it's all in favors, and um, and so it's—it uh, gets—it gets pretty messy, and even to the point where the Chinese government is involved, um, and and local uh, government is involved there too, uh, as kind of being a heavy hand. Uh, there's at one point there's a uh, investigator for one of these short sellers. Uh, that gets arrested for doing research, and is put into a concentration camp, and, um, and and basically it's it's all tied back to the company greasing the pockets of the Chinese government to take pick this guy up and, and hassle him. So, um, so it's I thought it was a good movie. Um, obviously, it was important to me because of what I'm doing nowadays. But uh, yeah, so hope you enjoy. Well,
2: sounds a little more like maybe big short meets wolf of wall street but a documentary i mean if i'm into those but i don't know a lot about this is this like pretty easy to follow yeah it it's, it's kind of complicated
0: it's not difficult to follow um it's not difficult to follow i i have seen wolf of wall street i haven't seen the other one you mentioned i'm not a big movie guy um uh but i do enjoy documentaries uh, for the most part so uh and and this was you know definitely of interest to me and i I think of it should be of interest to anybody that has money wrapped up in the market in some level just educational so very good you
1: guys can clearly see why i fell asleep okay wow (laughs) (laughs) all righty ryan you're up next what was the wild card you chose for us
2: all right so my wild card is called the rental So kind of how Jaws kept people out of the water and Norman Bates kept people out of hotels and Leatherface kept people out of Texas. Um, I feel like this could keep people out of like rental properties for a little one or two day getaway. Yes, that's right. This is kind of the first ever Airbnb thriller slash horror movie, Um, right? It's like, why not? I'm pretty sure we'll soon get an Uber horror movie and a Lyft horror movie. Um, But this is interesting because the guy that wrote and directed this is Dave Franco, who's James Franco's younger brother. Mm. He's primarily known for being a comedy actor. He's in 21 Jump Street. He's in The Disaster Artist. This is the first thing he's ever directed. He's not in this at all. So he's completely behind the scenes. It's not a comedy at all. So when I heard James Franco, I heard Dave Franco. I'm like, cool, fun, funny. And it's not that at all. And I think that's interesting that he chose for his first movie that he's directing to not star in it and to not make it something we would expect from him. So this is pretty good. Um, two different couples, they go away to an Airbnb for the weekend. It's a big house on a cliff overlooking the ocean um, starts off as kind of a slow burn. You get to know them. They're kind of hanging out. Not a lot happens, but the dog disappears. And then they notice a camera placed in a certain location in the house that shouldn't be there. And then the creepy guy that rented it to them kind of shows up at various times throughout the night unannounced. And as this goes, things kind of get creepy and things kind of get scary and I don't want to give too much away but it's really intriguing and it's really well done it's very small it's very independent it's very low budget but it has a good cast and I just thought it was really well done again we had talked about a few weeks ago I'm a big horror fan you have to sit through a lot of crap to get to the gym and while this isn't great it was a really nice change of pace and it was well done and I think that this Dave Franco has a future um behind the scenes. His wife is the lead in it, Allison Brie, who's in the Netflix show Glow, and she's really good as is the rest of the cast. Um, this is currently on demand, so I don't think it's on any of the streaming sites. It's a $7 rental for the rental. Hey, I didn't even think I was going to say that, but a Look rental that. for the rental is worth it. Pay $7 <laughs> and rent the rental because if you like thrillers, Hitchcockian type things, this is a pretty good one and I, I enjoyed it. I liked it.
1: Did you go like... <gasps> Did you get scared?
2: You know what, there are a few jumps. Um, It does take a little while. I wasn't ever bored, but it probably takes a good 45 minutes to an hour to even kind of turn into a thriller. Before that, it's just kind of like a relationship drama. There's a tiny bit of humor. So you don't really, I mean, I knew it was going there because I knew that this, and you could see the picture behind me, there's a scary guy whose face is over this house. So I kind of knew it was going to get there. I might have jumped a few times. but I like jumping. I watched it with the lights out. I had the sound up, and I jumped a few times. It got me. Uh, it was it was good. It was fun. I liked it a lot.
1: Wow. Yeah. See, I don't watch any of those horror films. So, listeners, if you're into horror films, the rental is the one uh, the one of the week for sure. But yeah, you won't catch me dead watching it because I don't like the jumps. And then I start dreaming about it, and apparently the guy shows up at my house. So it's a no, Ryan. It's a complete no. Wow.
2: For the people that like that stuff, it's pretty well done.
1: It's true, it's true. So let's get some scores going here. Let's put a score up for, um, we're getting to the, you know, oh, look how cute. Uh, we're getting to the scores, you guys. So you can see where we rated them, one to 10. 10 is the best, 10's a perfect score. 10 is stop, drop, and roll to watching this movie or documentary. And I give Athlete A a six. I give it a six. And the reason I gave it a six is because it was a little slow go for me. Took a while to get there. So all of my score really comes from the second half of it. Um, And I thought it was actually well done. I just wish that the beginning half wasn't so much about performing.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to give it an eight. I actually really appreciated the fact, again, that it was 90 minutes. So we've watched a few Netflix docu-series where, you know, you have to invest five, six hours. I like that they were basically able to tell this whole story from, you know, beginning to end in 90 minutes. I thought it was a pretty quick and easy sit. Um, I thought it was powerful. And again, I liked hearing from um, the victims. I liked that the people that were doing bad kind of got theirs. And so I thought that was satisfying. I'm giving it an eight if they ever had the d-bag olympics and you never know if they will or not i'm definitely giving larry nasser and steve penny um the gold absolutely the movie gets an eight in the d-bag olympics these men get the gold 100 percent. and i would actually give um bella corelli and his wife who are like the most famous trainers in the world i'd give them the silver like i feel like they maybe weren't at the level of gold, but they deserve a medal as well. They did not come off well in
1: this. They did not. I 100% agree with you. I'm thinking, where's my 11 paddle? I'd give them an 11, a D-bag award. Wow, that's a good one, Ryan. That's a good one. I like that we added that into our giving out the scores. That was so brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next one up. Wild card. Uh, DJ Ryan, he said that he would give to just watch it. If you're just going to watch it and pick up the movie and you don't know much about the whole stock market and all that stuff, probably a seven. But if you are into the stock market, uh, following it, day trading, doing that kind of stuff, he'd give it an eight. So he's kind of encouraging people to uh, watch it. So um, that's the score from DJ Ryan. Because my score, there ain't no score, because I was.
2: <sighs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to give the rental a seven. Again, um, a seven's pretty good for a horror movie because yes. they're they rarely deliver, and and this does have you know some issues and some pacing issues, and it might not leave everybody satisfied at the ending. But I thought it was really well done, and it shows promise for Dave Franco as a filmmaker, and it was a really solid, fun 90-minute sit, so a seven for the rental.
1: Very good, all right. That concludes our episode six. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this with your friends on uh, your social media outlets. We'd appreciate it. Also, if you've got a movie that you'd like to turn in to the movie reviewers, we are down and open to audience picks. Okay, and we'll give you a shout out on our podcast. So if you do have a movie that you're interested in, you think we should watch it, give us a little color as to why, and let's see if it makes it on one of our shows. Thank you so much. Tune in next week when we come back with episode uh, seven with a lot more fun, interesting uh, reviews that are gonna knock your socks off. Ryan Coogler, thank you for being with us.
2: Have a good night.
1: Bye, everybody.